Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 121 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. And this is Halloween. Oh, I mean, this is Chris. It's a good thing you fixed it there. It was a, Got confused. Yeah, uh, for a second <laughs> I thought today was really Halloween. It's not Halloween yet. It's not Halloween yet. Okay, good. I, cause I, it's like two weeks away. Three I, weeks away? I've, I've been about three weeks away, I'd say. I still need to get some candy. I bought some, but I think I might want to get some more. Same, I need to get some more candy. What's your go-to? Because you, you have to buy candy that you like, so that way when I've, there's leftovers. I've definitely learned that throughout the years. Like, Don't get the multi-pack that has like two things you like and two things you don't, because then exactly. you just end up eating a bunch of candy you don't like. So I buy singular bags of candy. Smart only things that i like so it's normally let's say almond joy kit kat maybe butterfinger if i'm like in the mood for that i, I like milky ways like they're a yep. solid they're a solid like always could eat a milky way um i mean other than that i, I don't try to think twix are pretty good for twix me are good I, i'm not a big fan of butterfingers i think we've talked about this on the show in the past halloween episode oh yeah it was something weird why you don't like them I, I just i just picture like a stick of butter covered in chocolate when it comes to butterfingers i don't know why yeah i guess the name works against them there yeah. for you uh i'm not a fan you know they're not that right i, I do know okay yes, I but do it still know. doesn't matter still doesn't matter it's too late there's another one that you said that i'm not a big fan of i love twix i love kit kats oh almond um, joy oh yeah wouldn't wouldn't go for it i love coconut yeah, I respect that because it takes a special type of person to really enjoy coconut. What does that mean? I just feel like it's not that popular. Really? I don't think so. I I looked. I just looked it up. I'll, coconut is like the third most popular. Um, Should we throw this in the poll for this week? Like, do you do like you co- like coconut? You yes. Like coconut? All right, we'll throw that in the poll for this week. I think that's fair. Uh, so, uh, Chris, uh, on top of some uh, some Halloween candies, I, I wanted to say a couple colors to you. I wanted to say blue, green, yellow orange brown that i'm so glad you i'm so glad you brought up those colors in that order uh would you ever, if, I, if, I, if i told you to say those colors would you remember them in that order no correctly no well no. i'm gonna so, i think i'm gonna remember that color order forever i guess it's background story time yeah so um at my house i am working on making a stone patio and part of that is like digging out an area to put the base layer in that the stones will sit on top of so Steve, being a great friend, graciously offered to help me, and we did a lot of digging over the last couple of weeks, and it's it's pretty rough. So I was like, you know what? I have a big I have a big delivery of the stone base. I'll rent like a like a big like or not big like a like a small like drivable truck with like a um what do you call that like, like, a, like, a, um, uh, like a what's it called a uh a scooper <laughs> a scooper in the front man i'm sure it has a name i'm sure it does i thought of it earlier and i can't think of it um because i was like oh perfect i'll use bin? that to dig the last a bin sure a bin, yeah. a, like what you'd see on the front of like a like a dump truck like a a scooper a scooper's <laughs> the best we got <laughs> um so rented one of them 
And I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll do the last digging. We were like halfway done. We had like half of it, it left was, to it dig. It going great. I thought it'd go so quick with that. So and then great. I'll use it to move all the stone. Right. Probably, I don't know, 15 minutes <laughs> in, I... It's like um, ten o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I, I hit a a, a a sprinkler line underground, oh, man. and not only did I destroy the the pipe I hit, it pulled it out of the main control panel oh, and man. broke the like main assembly of all the sprinkler that control thing, valves. It just exploded with water. Yeah, water was everywhere. Yeah, it was not an easy fix. Basically, it required rebuilding the whole entire thing. It took us a whole day, yeah. day and a half. Which which, uh, which which actually it, it, it pretty though. good for us yeah. like amateurs doing for, it for the first no time. No idea what we were doing, right? Uh, and the colors Steve said were the order of the uh, sprinkler control lines, like from the controller that like says this color is zone one, this zone, color is right. zone two, yeah. blah blah blah. So we put them back in the same order, and it's working so far. That's great. On top of that, we also cut a wire before that whole thing happened, which also kind of broke the... Oh, yeah. Apparently, it had like this important wire that was part of a rain sensor. Was, was, I didn't know it was, it was a, a rain sensor. It's not a good that day. That ended up being the smallest problem <laughs> of the day. Yeah. When when that when you hit that line, I saw your face and you pointed at it. And I was like, all right, like that's fixable. That's, that's what like, I thought, too. I'm like, okay, I can fix that. that. That's easy. And, yeah. then, and then when you saw the control box and that like was just like... the geyser erupting oh, over there. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like Old Faithful over there, just pouring out of there. That was that was rough. That was a rough morning for me. Lesson lesson I think that should be learned from that is that most things are fixable. That is true, Steve. You know, you look yeah, you can, when you, when we cuz when we first saw that, we were like, "Oh, oh god, man. like what the heck's going to happen with that?" And <laughs> and it was perfectly fixed. So I don't know about perfect. No, but... it's good. It's it's <laughs> it's perfect now. But uh yeah, that was fun though. I had a I had a good time doing that. I, I really did. You're probably thinking I'm crazy, but I, I enjoyed doing that this past uh, couple of days. Uh all right, so segueing back to the show, Chris, we have some poll uh results from our previous episode. If you remember last week we had Jack Torrance from The Shining going up against Randall Flagg from whatever Stephen King decides to put him in in that novel. Whether sure, whatever. The Dark Tower. Oh, I got to do exactly. a quick correction from that, too. Oh, sure. Do you want to uh, go ahead with it? No, go ahead. You okay. do your thing. I'll do that. I'll do my uh, So as of right now, uh, Randall Flagg is winning the poll with 67% of the vote to Jack Torrance's 33%. So this poll will study open, but as of uh, us looking at it right now, 66% goes to Randall Flagg, so he is currently with the win in the lead for that. Any comments? Uh, we have two comments. Uh, one person wrote in, uh, lots of fun, guys. Glad to hear King covered on the podcast. I think Flagg barely edged out the win. I'm assuming that was coming from Paul Dewey, who suggested that episode. So if that was you, Paul, thank you. If not, thank you, too, whoever wrote that in. And then someone else also wrote, unless Flagg uh, blows himself up, Jack really can't do anything to stop him, and eventually would succeed so thinking that flag uh would still take the win and i actually for that. i learned a lot about randall flag after the video recorded because oh, i did right. watch the dark tower i forgot about, yeah i didn't do my homework so for one i believe i said he was referred to as walter odim in the dark tower okay and i think that was wrong and they called him walter something else and i already closed <laughs> all my tabs from the from stephen it. king research so i don't remember exactly what it was you did show me the last, uh, like last fight from that movie. So, so here's my here's my take on this movie. Uh, if you don't know anything about the Dark Tower or like the universe, I actually thought it was like an okay movie. Yeah, but I get the sense watching it that like there's this like a lot of backstory they're skipping over. 
there's a lot of like world development that I'm not getting because I didn't read it. And I feel like that stuff is really cool and would be nice to know because like Idris Elba as a gunslinger is so cool. Like gunslingers are cool. And his final fight at the end with Matthew McConaughey as uh, Walter, whatever, Randall Flagg, I thought I liked it. I remember you showed me that and I thought that was super cool. When more more like the lead up to that fight too, like Idris Elba like attacking the like, um, all the all the guys that were holding in like was it in like a warehouse or something. It was some type of like semi underground indoor structure. Right, right. So, but I I know that especially Stephen King fans and Dark Tower fans like didn't care for the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I learned a lot about Walter or Randall Flagg's powers, and they're awesome. Oh, that's right. You were saying he could, like, blow things up, right? Well, he like... can just conjure fire. Okay. So sometimes he, like, burns people. He's kind of a mean guy. Yeah. But he can also, like, we touched on his, like, semi, like, telekinetic type powers and um, psychic-based abilities. But in the well, the way they show it in the Dark Tower film is, like, he'll just go up to someone and be like, stop breathing. And they stop breathing and, and works. Oh, boy. So still, I don't know how that would work on like ghosts, right? At the yeah. uh, in The Shining, but it's definitely something. He, he's that definitely like oh, he can also like powerful. just catch bullets and levitate like rocks and glass. So he's he's really powerful. He's like the the guy it seems in in the the Stephen King universe. Yeah, like the top of the top. All those uh, those crowners or Kingites, as you call them. Oh, yeah, and they still don't know what Stephen King yeah, fans still, are called. still don't know what they're called. They got to have a name. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm, I apologize that I didn't hold up my end of the bargain that I was supposed to watch uh, the uh, Doctor Sleep movie. Maybe I'll get it from the library. Oh, you, did you say that? I don't even remember. Yeah, because you were going to watch that, and I was going to watch Doctor Sleep. Oh. But I'm sorry. Uh, all right, so uh, one last thing before we get started. We have a review left on iTunes, so it's time for a fictional background. So this comes in from review Blunk in a Torator, and the title is, If You Like This, dot, 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 and the review reads, Check out the other Who Would Win by James Gavsey. It is so funny, like this one. Five stars. Hmm. That's not that's not the Bracket Bros cast that we were on, right? They're talking about? Nope. Nope, it is not. That's also a great podcast. That is also a great podcast, that, too. You know, you could listen to... Uh, in addition to this one, if you have yeah. time. Yeah, I've, I've never... I, I know that um, this, this gentleman named James uh, Gavsey hosts uh, a show. What's called, it called? I think it's just called The Who Would Win Show, or Who Would Win. Mm. Uh, I like our name better. Uh, hey, uh, all power to I'm him. biased, though. Yeah, that's true. You're part of the show. Uh, yeah, I've never... I, I've never... I've never, I've never listened to him, not because I don't like them, just never got into the feed, but... Um, also, I mean, this, I this person is recommending to go check them out, so... I don't want to listen to someone else's, like, really good fight and then, like, subconsciously steal their ideas. That's true. Like, because we do have too similar of a show, I don't want to, like... Listen to Even that have the then... temptation to take their right, ideas. Right, exactly. So, I'm going to I'm gonna say that this review is is coming from this uh, James Gavin yeah, himself. Yeah, we are on to you, James. You yeah, left this review, didn't I, I, you? I think so, yeah. It says, hey, go, che- go check them out. Uh, I mean, I appreciate you saying that our show is funny. Also, you we're, five stars. So. Yeah, we're really we're really appreciative of that. And if they think we must be uh, just funny as James, and it sounds like James's show is a is a great show to check out too for their their uh, comedy that they're throwing. So, uh, so thank you so much to Blunk in a Torator uh, for leaving us that review. And uh, you, anyone else can leave us a review on iTunes if you'd like, and you will get a fictional background right on the show. Chris, you ready to get started? I'm ready. 
All right, cool. Uh, so please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email, whowouldwincast at gmail.com, and consider checking out our website, whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Uh, continuing the Halloween month, yeah. we are talking about pumpkin carving. Pumpkin carving. And who would be best at it? Exactly. This comes from listener Emily Dewey. Uh, suggesting this episode so thank you very much emily for your idea and suggestion did she suggest the characters and scenario she did the whole the whole the whole kit and caboodle i thought that this was a fantastic suggestion i thought it was fun something a little different and also very timely with everything going on in october are you a big pumpkin carver oh uh so as you know i do very much like halloween yeah and all things halloween uh, especially the silly parts of halloween but i am so unartistic that my pumpkins never look great so it's always a little discouraging when in my head i have this like great picture of either like something really scary like a really detailed face and like basically i make like a kid's pumpkin (laughs) so over the years i'm kind of just like i'll leave it to the more talented people to carve pumpkins i could see you being really good at pumpkin carving like i could just see that as a skill only uh, no only if it's like something silly like just like like it's just a classic pumpkin, like with the triangular eyes and the mouth and the teeth. Even and... when I do that, it doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, I, I do enjoy good pumpkin carving. Uh, I, every year, I try to do at least one kind. Did you carve anything this year? Nothing yet, as of as of this year. I usually just tend uh, to tend to keep with the regular. Like I said, triangular eyes, the teeth, kind of jugging out a little bit. <laughs> But I remember one year when the Phillies were in the World Series, I did a Phillies pumpkin that year. Uh, I did uh, a Darth Vader pumpkin, I remember, one year. Very basic. Like, you know some of the ones where they go in, but they're just kind of carving at it a yes, little bit? Yes, Nicole so, can do that. Nicole does that. Oh, wow. It, it's so impressive. Just just so that way the light Yeah, because you can get different light through. levels, and you can it's... have, like, shading in your pumpkin. So and what like... what has she done? Do you remember off the top of your head? No. <laughs> well, if we, if I we... think she did like a cool like witch riding a broom with like a moon oh, in the background. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she... I, 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 you, if you go too far and you poke through it, then it's done. Yeah, then you ruined, ruined your it. day. Yeah, I remember as a kid, I would try to do some stencils, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it, get it right. It, it is a, it is an art. So, uh, but anyone, if you, if any of our listeners do some cool ones, send us pictures of any of the pumpkins that you carve and, um, we could share them on our social media, see what kind of, uh, pumpkins everyone's carving out there. So yeah, so Emily is suggesting this one and she suggested two great characters in a pumpkin carving competition to see who would win. And which one of the people are you going to be taking, Chris? I am taking Jack Skellington. Okay. Good one. Which is really funny because I was watching nightmare before christmas earlier today um mm-hmm. yes nightmare before christmas uh 1993 film with jack starring jack skellington as the protagonist i was watching it and lucy came in and mm-hmm. was watching with me and she does this thing now when you watch a movie with her where like every five seconds she said uh she says like what's that what's what's he doing or what's happening or something like that basically to ask you like what's going on right and i kept trying to say the word skeleton to talk about skeletons but accidentally saying Skellington, and it was really weird. Like my brain kept like mixing the words up. I can see how that could happen if you're talking about skeletons and then going Skellington. It's a great name. It is. A, it's a great name for him. He loves Halloween. So the way um, Lambert Before Christmas works is he lives in like a Halloween world 
you know, the town is called Halloween Town. Uh, two, word, I, two words, though. Two words, yeah. yes. Not the Halloween Town from Disney Channel's Halloween Town. No, 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 no. Yeah, two Halloween words. Town. Yes. Um, and the way I say, the reason I say world is, though, because there are, like, there's, like, basically a world for each holiday. Because they show these, like, teleportation trees. Yeah. So there's, like, Easter, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day has one. And he's Halloween. So basically they celebrate Halloween every year. Um, It is a yearly holiday because they do at one point say it's 364 days away after Halloween ends. Because when the film opens, they're basically doing, like, the closing Halloween celebration. Because Halloween went so well that a big big post-Halloween party or something like that. And, um... So he loves Halloween. It's all they do. He is the master, like, Halloween planner. So he is, he's known as the Pumpkin King. Yeah. He he basically comes up with their cool Halloween ideas. He's good at scaring people. He's good at coming up with, like, contraptions for Halloween. I, I can see why you picked him, because I feel like this is kind of you, in a way. Like, wow. you re- like Like, you really love halloween i didn't even think about that you always try to come up with uh ways to decorate not necessarily scare people but you always like you're gonna host a halloween an outdoor halloween party in the next couple weeks and you're already working on the menu that's so that's so funny yeah i actually just picked him because i really like him in kingdom hearts games (laughs) which is probably one of his most famous appearances i would say too like aside from the movie like i'm sure a lot of people do you think yeah no i think you're right because like the, the movie came out in 1993, and he's been in, like, three main Kingdom Hearts games plus, like, spin-off Kingdom Hearts games. Right. Uh, his levels are cool in the game, too. I think they're really well done. But anyway, back to Jack Skellington, uh, pumpkin carver extraordinaire. Uh, like I said, he's known as the Pumpkin King. Um, and he has, a, he has a ghost dog named Zero. Yeah. That flies around with him. Super cool looking. Um, there's a... Um, uh, a living puppet named Sally who who likes him yep. and be they become friends. Um, that's pretty much the background on Jack Skellington. Do you have any other questions about him I can answer for you? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I remember he, he's if you don't know what he looks like, he's really tall and skinny. Yeah, and he wears like a black pinstripe suit. It's really interesting because I know that this movie is all about like the love for Halloween and also the love for Christmas in a way also. Yes. And for some reason, like whenever I see someone either dressed as him or I know uh, merchandise with his face is very popular. Whenever I see that, I just see it as more of like a like a horrorish kind of look. And hmm. and then I, for, I, for, I feel like sometimes I tend to think that it's more horror than it is like family friendly right that's that's what it really is i imdb calls it animation family and fantasy which yeah, yeah it's it's not horror really no at all i don't know why i'm not sure if any of the listeners out there kind of have that same thing with jack skellington but for some reason i i tend to forget that like he's like a like he's like a, he kind of looks kind of like an antagonist just the way he's designed i feel which is then kind of like an unfair bias that you really can't just say someone is an antagonist because of the way they look. That's really deep, Steve. But hey. Have you seen it? Nightmare for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this okay. movie. Yeah, this movie's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I, nothing I can think of. Just I, I see he was voiced by Chris Sarandon, but he was uh, his singing voice was by Danny Elfman, who did the, the music. Only in the, the original. And then since then, I think Chris Sarandon has done both voice and singing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, he's a great, he's a great character. 
Um, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong. He's technically a Disney character, right? Oh, sure is. Yeah, it was it was distributed by uh, Buena Vista, which is Walt Disney owned. So yeah, he's a he's a Disney character. So they're gonna definitely capitalize on that cash grab there. Well, they already put him in every single Kingdom Hearts game, so <laughs> that's true. It helped them out. All right, so I am gonna be going with uh, Edward Scissorhands from the film Edward Scissorhands. Uh, he is portrayed by Johnny Depp, and in that movie, he is a uh, kind of—I don't want to say he's an android, but he's—he's he's an artificial man um, that was uh, created by an inventor, and he wears like complete leather outfit with tons of belts wrapped around like his body, his legs, um, and. Uh, Frizzled, long black hair that's kind of put up a little bit. Uh, bleach blonde, uh, bleach white skin, excuse me. And uh, he has scissors for hands, just like his last name uh, points out to. So was he born? How was he made? So this is what I was kind of interested in having a conversation with you. So you and I both have said before we were recording that we've both seen this movie, but it's been a while. Yeah, I barely remember anything. Yeah, I, I remember like Winona Ryder's the girl in it, and it's like about him, like, uh, like he has the love in the world and he shows everyone affection, but people doesn't show him the affection back because of the way he looks, kind of thing. Just like Hubie Halloween. Never mind. Talk about that later. <laughs> so, uh, so he was created by this crazy inventor, like I said, and the inventor dies before he was able to complete Edward leaving him with scissors instead of hands. So my question is, why did he give him scissors in the first place? Yeah, you should have just started working on the hands right away. Or like, It's not like a logical step. Like, okay, first you make scissor hands, then you make regular hands. Right, right. Unless it was just like something to as a placeholder. But like that's what I'm saying. It's almost more difficult to make the scissor hands. Right. Like, if you were thinking logically, maybe he'd give him like hot dog fingers before <laughs> he put on his human fingers. Or I would say just nothing. Like, he just has stubs. Sure. And, and then yeah. he'd be like, all right, I'll get to that when I'm done. Right. Unfortunately, he passes away, and then he's Edward Stubhands the whole movie, and that probably doesn't sell as well. It changes the whole plot, but that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, any, anyway, so th as the plot goes on, he is able to show people that he, you know, they shouldn't judge him just because of the way he looks and whatnot. Um, something else, too, just realized, uh, both of our uh, characters are Tim Burton creations. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. Not what's it called though? I, I know a lot of people think the Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton did not direct. He did not direct that one. He, correct. He came produced up with the original it, idea. Produced. Wrote the story, I believe. This one, uh, he did direct. Edward Scissorhands. There actually is some controversy over who who owns the Nightmare Before Christmas. Gotcha. Is it Tim Burton or the director whose name I forget, which says a lot for this controversy? Uh, Henry Henry, Henry, Henry Selleck. Selleck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that's Edward. Um, so. Basic guy, he's a ageless man, artificial, scissors for hands, very loving. Uh, he he really cares about people and just wants to make people happy. So those are the two people that we're going to be having going head to head in our pumpkin carving competition: Edward Scissorhands and Jack Skellington. I like it. So right. what what are, what are we thinking here? Want me to open the floor with my Jack Skellington argument? Sure. So a couple of things to keep in mind with Jack Skellington. So he is kind of also on the field of like being considered an immortal being, yeah, with like powers, because like he would probably be equivalent in the Nightmare Before Christmas universe, like 
in the Santa world, there's Santa, the Easter bunny. He's like the Santa bunny, the Santa Easter bunny equivalent for the Halloween world. Okay. So like, like that's kind mascot. of the level of power of like, um, renown okay. that they're equating him to, okay. in my opinion, my analysis. Uh, so it, with that, he does have like some supernatural abilities. Like it's, he takes off body parts in the movie, so he yeah. can at least do that. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm saying that along the lines of Santa and Easter Bunny, he's he's been around a long time, potentially hundreds of years. Okay. In a town that only celebrates Halloween. Mm-hmm. So like he's had potentially hundreds of years of practice for carving pumpkins, and I noticed watching the film, there are a lot of of pumpkins in Halloween Town. Every single one is carved into a jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, now, nice. I don't know for sure who does that, but I would be willing to wager Jack has done at least some of that. I would I would say that's definitely fair to say. Yeah, he, he kind of seems to take a more high-level approach to like managing the Halloween festivities, so it's possible he's kind of doling that job out. Mm-hmm. But I bet, I bet he carves a couple himself every year. He's probably got to show some of the new, the new recruits. Like, sure. Hey, you can this, teach him new ideas. He can try out it. new techniques. Now, let me ask you something, and this kind of goes with the plot of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Doesn't he kind of get a little tired of Halloween? That's the whole thing. He's, he's tired of celebrating Halloween every so single year. So do you think that given a pumpkin carving competition, he would be like, oh, again? Like another one? I, I mean, if, you, if, you're take, if you're saying this Halloween, this pumpkin carving competition takes place at Jack's lowest point <laughs> of <laughs> Halloween love, then sure, he might be like, eh, kind of, kind of phone it in there. Right. Make a little happy face but and call th- it a so, day. But do you think his phone it but, in would still be someone else's, like... So Best. he's probably going to like just do a very traditional, you know, like the 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 triangle eyes, the little, some teeth or whatever. Okay. But it's going to be perfect. Like it's going to look amazing. Okay. It's going to look like you'd like like perfect angles. Yeah. Yeah. So like good good craftsmanship, mm-hmm. but nothing, you know, nothing spectacular. Perfect cut around the top for the the, the top to come off to put the candle inside. Yeah, I wonder if he even has a better way to do that. He doesn't even need to open it up. I don't know. I would he always. Might, he probably does. I would always do a cir- circle with kind of like a jut out little part. That way, I always remembered where it. Went oh, I've in. seen that technique before. That's pretty smart. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I can't cut a circle close enough, so it's always an oval. So I can always tell where my lid goes back always, on. It's always tough. It's always tough to get that <laughs> that top part done. All right. So, do you think he would go for any? Razzle dazzle. Did you oh, think absolutely. Just, just, but you... So, I mean, he's not called the Pumpkin King for nothing. Okay. So, I don't know why he's called the Pumpkin King, <laughs> but he is called the Pumpkin King. I think he probably got that nickname from, like, something with pumpkins, hopefully carving them. So, <laughs> I think he's probably... He got some nickname when he was in high school or college. <laughs> Yo, it's the Pumpkin King. I think he's probably an amazing pumpkin carver. I When I was talking to Nicole about this, she even thought his head was a pumpkin. It's it's, it's interesting. It kind of does it, look like it a, has like a pumpkin carving feel with the eyes yes, and the mouth. I completely agree. But it's like white, so I'm assuming it's not a pumpkin, right? <laughs> it's but it's it's very like skeletal, it's spherical, which is going off of his name too, right? Like it's not a skull. It's not it's not a stereotypical skull. No, it's, it's not, not a human skull. Correct. No, it's yeah. like a sphere. It's like yeah, it's like a it's like a pumpkin skeleton. It's like a white look. pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Um, so maybe in that way, his skull, his head is a pumpkin. Okay, maybe that's why they call him Pumpkin King. I don't know. So um, I think he could carve any number of things, but I think he might, and just stick with me on this. <laughs> Imagine if he carves his own face onto the pumpkin. Okay. And then the judge who's judging the pumpkins gets to this pumpkin and looks at it. Like, Jack has, like, very big eyes. Yeah. And, like, 
they kind of just like swallow your gaze. So the judge just like gets kind of lost in this pumpkin. And just like the scene in Ratatouille, <laughs> it takes it takes uh, the judge back to his childhood. Okay. Watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because, yes, I know what you're thinking. In this universe, The Nightmare Before Christmas movie exists. And Jack Skellington exists. And pumpkin carving competitions exist. And the judge in the pumpkin carving contest with Jack Skellington has seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. It reminds him of his childhood. Okay. His happy childhood with his mom, where he'd sit with his his mom watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. And he he would see Jack Skellington and he loved Jack Skellington. It made him happy. And since then, he's kind of, he kind of, kind of, um, burned out on like the pumpkin judging scene it's not it's it's a tough gig it's, it's not, not well what paying. Used, it's not what it used it's, to be it's not you know it's not his dream he wanted to get into like food network pumpkin carving and he ended up as a pumpkin judge for small town pumpkin carving competitions but this reminds him of everything he loved when he was a kid he sees this jack's clinton pumpkin he's like truly he finds true happiness and he's like i love this pumpkin i thought you were gonna go the route where that the judge just lived in halloween town and as a kid saw jack skellington carve pumpkins and that just brought back his memories but the fact that you went like real world transcended into food network competitions <laughs> and he has the full drive for like while he's getting into this i like it quick I, pl- quick plug for food network halloween shows i hope they filmed them this year i don't know how COVID oh, affected that man. but like when they have the halloween wars show i, love halloween I watch wars. that every year yeah that's like, they watch. get those like giant pumpkins yeah they have or sometimes they'll do like uh like uh like gingerbread spooky uh, houses. Yeah, so usually on that show, you have a three-person... You have three main people. You have your cake maker, you have your sugar person, and your pumpkin Pum- guy. Your, pump- your pumpkin guy. And they guy. have to combine to make a huge... Maybe like... that's where he gets the Pumpkin King name. Maybe he was on one of the crew, and he was the... They won, and they were like, oh, Pumpkin King. That'd be great for me, because I would like to say he got it from being really good at carving pumpkins. There you go. Food Network gave you your win. Uh, I think I think that's all fair. I think I, I think <laughs> I think so. I I think um, like I said, I think the only thing I could say is maybe he would say, "I'm tired of just doing everything involving Halloween." Maybe he, instead he would carve like something involving Easter or Thanksgiving, and the judge would just be like, "Well, this is <laughs> this is Halloween theme, buddy." So it's funny you mentioned that. that. Like um, Tim Burton, like famously did not want like cheap sequels to nightmare before christmas like where he went to thanksgiving land mm-hmm. or easter land right and disney considered making a so nightmare before christmas is stop motion it took like a year to make it took like 12 it took like 12 pictures to make one second of the film it took a long time it took a lot of people they were going to do a computer animated sequel oh i can't and that. he went like hard against it I, I, and got it shut down i applaud him for that i don't think that that should happen at all if they're doing if they're doing a sequel, and I kind of read into a little bit in that, maybe we could talk about it when we get to fun facts. But you can't you can't just computer animate it? And it would change it. it uh, yeah, it, Although it just changes the I am the used to the Kingdom Hearts Jack skeleton, so I might not mind. Oh, that's true. That's they true. Did a, good a lot job of kids might be used to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Edward Scissorhands. All right. Were you, were you getting into your little Edward Scissorhand motion there? Oh, I was. No, sorry. I was just looking at my okay. fingers. Okay. Um, I I meant to ask you when you did your intro. So yeah. how did he get his name? Who named him? Uh, the I believe the the inventor named him. His name was Edward. What? Yeah, and then I guess the last name they just gave him was Scissorhands. No, oh, scissor the Scissorhands part. Did the inventor give him that part? I don't. I don't think so. Because that would be crazy. Because that guy, 
And so he wasted so much time. He could have been making him human <laughs> fingers. And so he's like, no, no, no. I named you Edward Scissorhands, so I got to make the scissor fingers right. first. I got I to stick with it. And no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. No. So Scissorhands was like a mean nickname or just a descriptive nickname? I, I believe it was a descriptive nickname that kind of turned into... Uh, yeah, like, like in a Butterfingers. Way. Like, like Butterfingers. Oh, look, Butterfingers dropped it. Oh, Scissorhands cut it. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Must be really hard playing rock, paper, scissors. Everyone's always just going <laughs> to throw a rock at you the whole time. <laughs> he probably never won. That, he never won. Always having a hard time with that. Honestly, a lot of sports are tough if your hands are made of scissors. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the only real one you could do is fencing. And that's about it. Yeah, even then, you, he's probably breaking the rules to use scissors as, as a weapon in fencing. I think you have to use that fencing sword. He could maybe do darts, but he gets to throw his body with the scissors. Do you think like competitive like Christmas paper wrapping cutting is a thing? Oh, absolutely. He'd be that, very that's, good at that. That's probably on the Food Network. So they're actually—I'm sure point. you're going to bring this up. There actually would be a sport he's very good at that he does in the movie. Uh, the, ice the, sculptures. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Gonna, yeah. So, so going into what I was going to say. So going with his resume as to what he can sculpt. Uh, he has uh, made art out of plants. Uh, he also does cut people's hair, which I would argue is an art, cutting people's hair. Especially, okay, during, sure. especially during COVID when uh, your wife cut my hair a couple times to, to save me yes. from not mm. having to, you know. You left very complimentary reviews. Thank you. You guys did a great job. Uh, free donut, icing on the cake there. Um, but then also... He, like you mentioned, he carved ice sculptures. Now, in the movie, he sculpted uh, an ice sculpture of the woman that he loved, played by Winona Ryder, which was a character named Kim Boggs, and uh, it was very uh, angelic. And it was like amazing, right? It like, was. It was really. Good. It was fantastic, and he uh, had like the ice shavings uh, ready to go, and that was kind of like snow falling. So uh, he he really knows how to set the scene and to really make it a full immersive experience where you're not just watching the art, you're participating in the art as well. So what I'm going to say with, uh, Edward here as we're doing the pumpkin carving. So since he's able to carve, carve all these different things, I would make the argument to start off with that he would have no problem carving a pumpkin. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, no, I would not, Steve. I actually was just waiting for the right time to uh, bring up this discussion. So let's talk about the crossover between being able to carve ice okay. and topiaries uh, and a pumpkin. Okay. So for one difference with ice and shrubbery, you're always going like outside in. You're just taking off pieces until you make the shape you want. Okay. That's not how pumpkin carving – well, you could do a pumpkin like that. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a stereotypical Okay, so it wouldn't be a traditional like carve Jack out the middle, poke in your face. Exactly, correct. Okay. Because, yeah. You, you've got me then. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, okay, so we have that established that he'd be fine carving the pumpkins. If so he does it. As, as long as he's not, because yeah. he can't scoop it out. He's going to be able to scoop out the guts. He could maybe, like, cut it and then, like, shake it. Yeah, he could but do that. But then he has to hold it. He'd, it'd be awkward. Yeah, it'd be tough. No, I'm saying he's he's carving the outside of the pumpkin. Now. So he's, like, sculpting it. He's sculpting it, exactly. Now, what to carve? What I would argue is that. He's a very affectionate person. He's a very loving person. He shows a lot of emotion. Now, in this competition, I would say we're the final two. Would you say Edward Scanlon? I would, Edward, yeah, we're the only Scanlon. two. And... <laughs> we're the only two that showed up that day for the competition. So I would say that Edward has some kind of an emotional connection with Jack Skellington to a point where he really respects him. 
He admires him. He doesn't really know him that well. But just like Edward Scissorhand with uh, Kim Boggs in the movie, he just has this connection with him of some type where he he doesn't have any malice, doesn't have any negative uh, feelings towards his opponent, just wants to kind of have fun. So I think what Edward would do is he would carve Jack Skellington as a giant pumpkin. How would he do that? He would. How are you going to carve the eyes? You can't poke them out. Well, no, you can like shave it where the eyes would be. Like, All right, carve I guess it out. You're right. Carve it out. It and... feels like you're copying me because that's also what I carve for my pumpkin. Yourself? Yeah, I carve but... my own head. Well, I'm no, I'm making a life size version of. You. Where are you gonna find a pumpkin that big? He's like eight feet tall. No, it's gonna it's gonna be assembling the pieces together. <laughs> oh my gosh! So he's gonna use like. Uh, Is there I'm... a time limit for this contest? I'm assuming there'd be some kind of a time limit. You're not going to meet any time limit if you're carving a seven-foot-tall pumpkin. He guy. was able. He was able to carve that uh, angelic thing. I don't know what the oh, time yeah, frame right. was on it because he just so goes. That's what I'm saying, he, and he, he gets it like, all done. Yeah, they do now, that thing where he just goes really fast. Now we we can have a little sidebar right here. Could I use like gourds also, or strictly pumpkins? That's allowed. Yes. Okay, so I would use like long gourds as like your legs, as your bodies as your arms get them to stick together and i would carve a life-size jack skellington uh pumpkin statue and like i said it and it's not that he's trying to copy off of what you did because from what you said you just did your own head he's going the full thing and he's doing it and not because he's trying to one-up you but because he fully admires you because he has that affection for other people that he meets. And he's just trying to wow really more Jack Skellington than he is the judge. I think, first of all, that would work. Jack would be very appreciative and very humbled, probably. Yeah. And uh, now it seems like I didn't go big enough on my carving. That's right. You I'm might. relying on the nostalgia factor of the judge. <laughs> just like in Ratatouille. Well, then hopefully, since he has such nostalgia, he'll look at it and he'll go, oh my God, that reminds me of Jack Skellington. Yeah, but yours is like more like corporate and like merchandising feel. Like Jack's was more like heartfelt and realistic and authentic. I would say that uh, Edwards was completely heartfelt and realistic as well. I How is that corporate based? Just like a life-size Jack Skellington. It feels like Disney probably like paid you, sponsored you to do it. <laughs> Now, Jack, Jack, uh, Edward Scissorhands, he would have no idea like what they were talking about. Like, hey, we need you. He's he like, is like pretty like, naive. Yeah, he'd be like, what? Well, yeah, he seems like he kind of has the intelligence of like a child in the movie. Yeah, I don't think he's like. Well, I mean, he probably didn't go to school, right? No, because he was he was stuck inside that house for for however yeah, until but, until Kim's mom found him. But then he became a barber after that, right? Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe. Well, no, because he, he, like, they kind of, like, set him up, like... He changed his name to Sweeney Todd and became a barber. Oh, well, that, yeah, and then he also owned a chocolate factory later on. He just, the whole Tim Burton cinematic universe. Well, no, because then he has, like, a, a falling out with the neighborhood, and there was, like, this whole uh, drama that happened that uh, Edward tried to, like, rape one of the people in the movie. Yeah, didn't they like set it, like frame him? Though, yeah, they were trying point? to frame him to make him look like he was a really bad guy and and whatnot. So he eventually like ran away, and because the whole the whole movie is told from Winona Ryder's character's perspective as an old woman, and she's like telling the story mm. to her granddaughter, and she's like, "Oh, I've never seen him ever again." So this is like his comeback story. He's like, "Hey, this pumpkin carving this contest. pumpkin carving contest is what's going to bring him back." And then Winona Ryder's going to watch it on TV. It's going to be on the Food Network. She's going to see it. She's going to be like, oh, my God, it's Edward. 
I got to go. I got to go back and see him. But then the problem is, is that probably filmed during COVID. So how's she going to contact them? And it was filmed back in like July. So it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Probably doesn't have a Twitter or anything like that. I mean, how do you, how do you activate, you know, that with a bunch of scissor hands. So, I mean, car cleaning his, his uh, scissors will probably be the hardest part of the whole competition. Because it's just gonna be covered in pumpkin. He must have had that issue before, though. Like he must have a way to clean his scissor hands. But I feel like, but like ice, it'll just melt off. Yeah, but I mean, like, but like but I'm sure he's at one point tried to make himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> got a ton of peanut butter and sticky jelly on him, and had to figure out how to clean them. That's true. It's like, oh, wait, man. does he need to eat? He's not human. No. Oh, so he probably has he a probably peanut has butter it. and that's... jelly sandwich. So like working with topiaries, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, you're right. It just comes right off, and then hair pretty much comes right off too. This is this is the dirtiest mm. he's ever had his uh, his fingers become or his hands I should say, become. So so that's that's what I'm thinking. So I'm really hoping that uh, his statue of Jack Skellington, like I said, he's not trying to impress the judge there. He's really just trying to impress Jack Skellington and just be like, look what I made of you for you. And if if it wows Jack Skellington enough, I think the judge will see that and go, wow. If this is wowing the guy that I've looked up to my entire life, then this must really no, be No, no, you don't get to use my judge against me. The, the Ratatouille judge <laughs> wait, is wait, my Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Your judge? The Ratatouille, Isn't it our judge? My fictional Ratatouille judge is, is to help me, not to help you. Oh. You can't you can't ride on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to take advantage of it, I guess, a little bit. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what we got. So... Um, any final thoughts you want to add for what it would come down to or a couple other things that might just throw it off a little bit? I still, I still, I think maybe, like I said, Jack Skellington going off of him in the movie, he's just kind of getting sick of Halloween in the middle. But then at the end, he, he learns balance and is happy again. So, so he might try to incorporate maybe some, he probably would do a Christmas thing. The reason I don't think he would do like a very elaborate, huge pumpkin. Cause all the pumpkins in, Nightmare Before Christmas are very traditional jack-o'-lantern faces. Yeah. So, like, that would be, in his mind, like, pumpkin carving competition, make a jack-o'-lantern. Right. He might put a Santa hat on it. He might put Christmas lights inside of it. But it's going to be one pumpkin with a face. Fair enough. So, if he didn't do a judge, he'd probably do Santa. Or as he calls him, Sandy Claus. Yes. Claus, C-L-A-W-S. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes him sound really scary. It does. It's actually really funny, the scene where he goes to Christmas Town. And comes back and is trying to explain it to everyone. He like accidentally explains it like. Does he say he's like a, like a lobster or something? Like a lobster uh, man? I don't remember. I thought, I thought they said something like that, where they're like, "Oh, they got this this red, this red." Yeah, uh, uh, he says it's a red lobster-like king who flies at night named Sandy Claus. Yeah, the way he describes Santa is pretty funny. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's what we got for this uh, this pumpkin carving competition. Edward Scissorhands versus Jack Skellington. Chris, any fun facts you want to add before uh, we head out of here? I had a few. I mentioned that Tim Burton's unwillingness to do a cheap sequel, uh, the kind of controversy between Tim Burton and uh, the director. What's his name again? Henry Selleck. Yeah. I mean, nothing between them. Like, I think both of them are very honest about it. Like, Tim Burton's like, hey, it's my idea, but don't forget right. Henry Selleck directed it. Um, it's definitely, I mean, even the title of it, it's, it's Tim Burton's the nightmare yeah. before Christmas. Yeah. He got the, he kind of got the branding and the credit yeah. in most people's minds for sure. Um, Danny Elfman did the soundtrack. He has a pretty good resume for, for composing. It's great music too. 
like the, the main like this is halloween song yeah he wrote, so he wrote 10 songs for it and said that it was like one of the easiest jobs he's ever had because wow. he felt like he had a lot in common with jack skellington um this is a fact from imdb that i have no way of like knowing if it's true or not but uh apparently oogie boogie was originally intended to be dr finkelstein who's like kind of the crazy mad scientist doctor who made sally yeah uh in dis- he's supposed to be him in disguise and oh. reportedly tim burton was so infuriated by this idea he literally kicked a hole into a wall so who came up with that idea i don't know probably some disney person oh. maybe henry Selick. oh yeah because he didn't write the screenplay someone else caroline right, Thompson like he had the, the original screenplay. idea and he wrote a poem about it and that's what it was all based on right but like yeah he didn't fully write the screenplay although i'm pretty sure he was involved it's hard to tell how much this, there's so much in common between these two movies if they uh both produced by tim burton uh both stories are by tim burton both screenplays are by carolyn thompson both music are by uh danny elfman also and technically now they're both owned by disney because edward scissorhands was distributed by 20th century fox which disney bought last year so i wonder if they'll ever put this on disney plus probably not i'll be surprised if edward scissorhands was on disney plus yes the director does kind of downplay burton's involvement in the actual filming saying he he says he's quoted as saying it's as though burton laid the egg and i sat on it and hatched it okay and says he wasn't as in as hands-on involved um sorry they feel that way with each other so tim burton would have liked to direct it but he was just too busy do you know what he was working on uh this is in 93 came out in 93 uh the batmans were done mm, he's that. working on batman returns because oh, remember okay. it took it took a year to make nightmare before christmas because it's stop motion animated uh that's true so yeah, he was right. working on batman returns and he was in pre-production for ed wood which mm-hmm. i don't even know that movie uh, that's about um it's kind of like the disaster artist to the room it's about like the making of a bad movie oh okay cool yeah yeah, it's about a, a famous Hollywood director named Ed Wood. And that stars Johnny Depp as well. Uh, a couple of fun facts I have for you. I'm sorry, I didn't want to step your toes. You're all done? You uh, one last thing. Sure. I, will, I will tell you the official seven holiday doors that exist oh, in the magic Can I, can I see forest. if I can guess them? Yes. All right. Blue, green. No, yep. Steve. Oh, sorry. I'm just thinking the sprinkler bars. Uh, Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Fourth of July. No. Oh. Uh, You're just missing one, right? Valentine's Day. Yes, it's a it's Valentine's six. Day. Is there six or seven? Okay. I missed. There, there is one more. Um. Hmm. Arbor Day. This is a tough one because it could be a couple holidays, but probably this is actually really interesting because it's also well. Let me just tell you what it is. Sure. The picture on the door is a red and white and blue firework. So I would I would think it was Fourth of July. Yeah, but then that makes it like an American centric movie. Like, why would Fourth of July exist in this fictional world? Well, then you could argue, oh, like as a holiday, like a yeah. Well, like why would the this world be celebrating? Well, a lot of those holidays are also American themed holidays, like Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're right. Cri- okay, Christmas has kind of transcended into an American holiday. I feel like Halloween also to an extent. Okay. So it was found. I mean, they're all like capitalism, but, but, uh, yeah, I would say, I would say it's probably more cause it's not, I don't think it's a Memorial day, veterans day, president's day type of thing. I think that'd probably be a 4th of July holiday. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what those other worlds were like too. Like you said, it'd be a cheap sequel, but it would kind of be cool. It would. Did be, they ever yeah. go into those other worlds in the, in the, the only Kingdom thing Hearts game? is, so 
Jack tells the three bad kids, Locke, Shock, and Barrel, to kidnap Sandy, Sandy Claus. Yeah. And they first accidentally kidnap the Easter Bunny. Yes. So that's the only crossover I know between another world. And nothing in the games? No. That you remember? You go into Christmas, but that's it. And that's it. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be, it'd be kind of cool, cool to see that. Uh, a couple things uh, for Edward Scissorhands is they did not want Johnny Depp to star as the titular character. They originally wanted Tom Cruise for the lead. Interesting. Which makes sense just because he was very popular during that time period. This was the first film of Tim Burton and Johnny Depp's uh, continuous collaboration that they had with each other. We've listed already a whole bunch of those that that happened uh are you familiar with a guy named stan winston you ever heard that name never before, Chris? no so stan winston uh he built edward scissorhands uh hands edward uh stan winston is like one of the best movie uh special effects designers uh he, he's since passed away but he did the dinosaurs in jurassic park he did terminator he did the aliens uh he's done so many things and he has his own studio production company that still gets involved uh, in movies uh, to this day. And um, let's see. Uh, I'll do one more. Uh, Johnny Depp, he uh, reprised his role uh, as an, an episode of Family Guy uh, as Edward Scissorhands. So he has uh, since returned Good to the him. role what that, nice he, guy, that, that he Johnny played. Depp. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's a really... I remember the first time I saw that movie and I saw like pictures from it. I just thought, that's really odd. And it's it's like typical Tim Burton, not in a bad way. It's just little little different. Something yeah, but it's, I think it's very good. I like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, like like I said, the message that it's there is it's a very good message. And uh, yeah, I think I think Johnny Depp really really plays the the character very very well. Um, so yeah, so thank you so much to Emily Dewey for suggesting that episode. I thought that was fun. That was a great one. Yeah, yeah, I really good I really good Halloween that. episode. Great Halloween episode. We'll have some more coming down the pipe as we continue going on through the month. Uh, Chris, is there anything you want to add before we head out of here? Nope. All right, cool. Uh, so please remember there is going to be a poll where you can vote for who you think would win a pumpkin carving contest between Jack Skellington and Edward Scissorhand. That poll link will be in the show notes. You can click that or you can go to our website, whowouldwincast.com slash vote, where you can click on the thumbnail. That will take you over to a forum where you can vote for who you think would win also if you like coconut and i will make sure that's right i will also add that onto it should it just be a yes or no answer or should it just be like what's your opinion on coconut like Ooh, a little wow. open-ended i don't think people are going to want to type out their opinion on coconut it's not that you know important of a topic i'd okay. say yes i'd say how do we want to phrase it can you do yes no and then other and let them say something else if they don't if they can't that's answer where, yes that's no? where we'll type it we'll yell out the type. so it's an optional type an optional if you type have to be thing. like well i like it cooked <laughs> but not if it's in, in a almond drink joys. with alcohol right. i'm fine with it <laughs> yes i will i will add that thank you thank you for reminding me that all right so thank you so much for listening please remember as always make sure to follow us on instagram twitter facebook and our website whowouldwincast.com subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts and please continue to participate in our show for Who and Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.